Hello, welcome to Black Cap Recap, where two bald guys wear black ball caps and dive into the deeper meaning of movies, TV, and media. We're your co-hosts, Sean McCannelly and Aaron Russo. This is a conversation between two friends, and we hope that you enjoyed as much as we do. another edition of Black Cap Recap. We are continuing with our conversation around Westworld Season 3, and we are on Episode 7, entitled Past Pawn, which we were just discussing off mic here, was, uh, is a chess term referring to, I guess, when the pawn has an unobstructed path yeah. to conquer or something. To be converted into a higher piece, usually the queen, which is the most powerful piece in the game. Um, so there's, there's some symbolism there that we'll explore in this conversation. Um, interesting, it was a, it was a very, very uh, for a penultimate episode, very yeah. much by the end, set up oh, yeah. the finale pretty well. Yeah, I'm um, sure in the context when I see the finale, I can fully put that in, but it does feel, it's like a really good penultimate episode from yes. other shows I've seen where I know like the season finale is coming up. Um, I think season one did a really good job with that too. Um, but I don't, I don't remember season two um, setting it up. It didn't like strike me as good, but this is up there with other shows I've seen of like the second to last episode of right. the season being like, what? Right, like at the end of this episode, Dolores and Maeve are deactivated or neutralized or whatever. Yeah. And Caleb is, is freaking out because he's like realizing all of this stuff at the same yeah. time. And like he went through a lot this one. Right. Yeah. And you have, uh, you know, in the background, you know, Ciroc, uh He's not in the it's episode like really, but yeah. but he's clearly like you know like he's he's the one you know behind Maeve, behind all the stuff we saw at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, he and Dolores are obviously on a collision course. Yep. Their in- their intentions are colliding. F- quite literally in this episode. Mm-hmm. I think we got some interesting... <laughs> this episode had some, some, some points in it. I think I'm thinking of primarily the, the drone targeting gun system yeah. Yeah. And, the, and the hand-to-hand uh, combat between Dolores and Maeve were very uh, not, not typical of the show and very Mission Impossible kind of feeling, like very yeah. like, typical action adventure and like cool weapons, like mm-hmm. futuristic weapons and like really cool fight scenes. I was, I mean, what's, I, for a couple episodes, it's like, well, what's in that giant bag that, at the airport? <laughs> and then she's got it on the horse and you're like, what in the world is this thing? And then it's like this giant 50 cal, but not quite because it's got like this other stuff on it. And then you see, right. it's like, it scopes out where everyone is and then like you can shoot like by screen instead of having to actually aim. And it can some, somehow shoot like three miles out uh, and hit precisely, which well, we saw I was like a little bit like, okay, but whatever. It's cool. There was a lot of that. There was also, you know, like the scenes with Caleb where he's, where they target these people on the ground. Yeah. And then a, literally a missile launches like, in space. From space. It's like you could have hit close person. enough. <laughs> right. Like, what? you were right there. Why don't you just shoot him or something? But we're not well, I guess they had to like yeah. walk away. Yeah, I, I thought that that was it. Was interesting that the the depiction of it didn't seem terribly clean and tidy. No, I feel like, like that, guys in the that, middle of the market. Yeah, and... that had collateral damage written <laughs> yeah. all over it. I don't know. It wasn't. It was very precise, but not not yeah. really. 
All right, so it starts like the they kind of clear some stuff up at the beginning to kind of set up the rest of the episode. So we see Musashi Loris, I guess. Um, Musashi Sato Loris, he, whatever like, um, his name is now. He has like a minion. He gives a briefcase to and has him like take it along to someone else, which I think is the whoever's in Berlin. I, I have mm-hmm. to believe it's that person. Yep. Um, and he's like, you know, don't come back if if you can't find it or if you fail. Like, don't even bother coming back. But then. Um, you know, then uh, he gets a call from Charlotte or Charloris, and or we appears to be Charlotte. Yeah, and she's got like her some of her face back. I guess she's like being rebuilt or rebuilding herself because she was all charred, Charloris before, <laughs> charred Loris. <laughs> and uh, but she apparently, ostensibly, has clearly switched sides or is is like against uh, Dolores at this point because she tips off. Yeah. She tips off Musashi that, um, like, Maeve and crew is coming after him. Right. And then, sure enough, Clementine and, um, I forgot her name, but the, like, the... The, the female dragon, the dragon, dragon lady, tattoo lady. But not the one from Westworld, right, the, one, the from, one from Shogun, uh, Shogun World. World is there. Yeah. And, basically, yeah, they, they overtake uh, Musashi and crew, and Musashi's killed, and his, his head's taken off, supposedly right. to finish interrogating interrogating Dolores which Maeve was interrupted in doing before in the last episode because the little eggs got taken out of the thing and so her interrogation got interrupted right and so I think this was plan B perhaps is to get the rest of the story and I guess with Charlores's help somehow I don't I mean, know if, how if that's the case Maeve, if that's what's going we on we didn't see that happen yeah but I mean obviously I think there was that there's some interesting so with with Charlotte, we don't really know. So first, I mean, my first first time I watched this through, it was like, like the way they showed her and the way that she yeah. was, it's like, okay, well, I'm not sure. I mean, like she clearly survived and I believe, and when you're watching this, it's again, like, you know, you're pretty sure that she's not dead, right? She's like, she survives. Yeah. So she's still an active player in the story, but it's not terribly clear. She's opposing Dolores, but it's not super clear. I mean, I guess we kind of know why, but yeah. I'm not entirely is sure. Is it her why. opposing, or is Dolores tying up her own loose ends of herself? Like, why would she? Yeah, I don't like. Why would? Or she... is she is she working for Serac? Yeah. Or is she now a third? Yeah, doing her own like, thing for her own reason. So we have Dolores, Serac, and Charlotte. And Serac's like Maeve. Serac, Maeve, right? A team. Yeah. Dolores and Caleb are a team. And, and then, then Stubbs and Stubbs and Bernard are their own thing, but like, but like, Dolores has her eye on and like is okay with whatever Stubbs and Bernard are up to, or like it's playing part of her plan. Like, like they're useful idiots, right? <laughs> to her plan. It's not. I, think, I mean, in, by the end of this episode, I don't. I don't know that it's entirely clear. At least from my perspective, like that Dolores knows what they're doing or even cares. Yeah, like she does seems she kind know, of aloof to it. It's not she really. Knows, does she know where William is? Does she care where William is? Like, obviously, she has, as Charlora, sent William away to that place. But was that her way of, like, okay, you're, I know where you are. You're safely just stuck in AR therapy. But does she know Bernard's and Stubbs, like, got him out? And I don't think where so. where he's at now? Like, and is that, like, now going to be a, a white, a black swan thing for her where she, she couldn't kind of see that coming because he's now off-grid. William's, like, deceased in the system and, like... Apparently, like, his serial number is the same as Caleb's number now. Like, right, did Stubbs do something on the computer? Well, the like, question, so, so when I watched it, my impression was that, like, 
the deceased thing, yeah, right, is I think seems to imply like that Dolores kind of like we'll assumed that he is safely out of the picture. Yeah. Like he's he's in his little place with a straight jacket. He's out of the way to go He's on his way to becoming one of those, in his own like, insanity. people that's frozen in the, he's in the in, facility or whatever, right? He, he's, I think she find, kind of felt like she had, you know, yeah. permanently put him on the shelf. Because his use was his vote on the board, which she overcame that, and now he's useless right. to her. Like, right. He doesn't, she doesn't need him anymore. He's the wild card. He's not a wild card. We don't know. Even in this episode, yeah. it's still not clear. Like, like, you hear what he's saying, but then you're like, what do you mean? Yeah, like the previous one, he's like, "I'm going to save the world," and then this one, he's like, "I'm going to, I'm going to kill every last host." Right. Starting with you two, and you better kill me now, or I'm going to kill you first. And they're like, "Okay, whatever," and they just let him go. <laughs> and then he finds a gun and then holds him up, and then the kind of dumb cliche, like, "You should have killed me when you had the chance." Like, okay, Scooby Doo villain. You know? <laughs> like that was kind of a dumb line. I thought. I I think that that well, I mean, I've seen the the rest of the season. Um, I thank goodness. Oh, all I can tell you is. <laughs> Watch all the way to the end. That's all I'm gonna say. Make sure oh, season you, three. Make make or sure you eight. make sure you watch like the all the way to the stuff? end. Yes. Okay. Please, please don't miss it. Don't miss the post credits. Okay. Don't miss the post credits because it's everything. Because the last I post, think there's a well the post credits was like his last time was the like flash forward or whatever where he's like in the decrepit like he goes down that elevator and he right. sees his daughter like it's whenever yeah. in the future and like what's going on there. I think there's a mid. Like well, just watch it. Mid-credits and post-credits? I, I think Ooh. there's two kind of weird things that happen at the end of this season. Okay. And one of them involves William and is... Uh, and it sets up season four, I guess. Or It, it appears do, to. Does the season end with, like, they could go anywhere with the show for season four? Or is it like, oh, clearly season four needs to answer these questions now, right? Or is that giving too much away? Because, like, two, one and two kind of was a nice... Like, two to three was a break. Like, you know what I mean? There's three set up I can't answer those questions. Okay. <laughs> You'll have to watch the last right. episode. So the It bul- sets everything up very nicely. Okay. The bulk of this episode then is Dolores and Caleb um, yeah. on the ground in Sonora, California, or Sonora, Mexico, which is where Westworld was based, like inspired the landscape, inspired Westworld Park. Um because it kind of they're riding horses in the landscape, and you're like, "Wow, this is like Teddy and right. Teddy and Dolores out on the field again." And it's like, except they're in these cool yeah. black leather outfits. So, like, I mean, Caleb is kind of like her Teddy a little bit in this way. Yeah, like he's like the, you know, the bow or whatever, and she's kind of got him wrapped around her finger. And, mm-hmm. um, but they ultimately like break into this place. That's a, the facility that we've seen before, where there's like the re-education camp or whatever, and. Um, Caleb recognizes it and realizes he's been there before. We start, so all of the flashes we've seen throughout the show so far and in this episode, he has this memory in his head of there was the war and then there was, in the war, you know, they were hunting down terrorist leaders or terrorist cell and they got the leader and then there's an ambush and his best friend dies. That's what he remembers or that's his memory. And, you know, then we learned that through his reconditioning, uh, therapy. He was in the military and was part of like a traumatic incident, but then people like him. So, so far as we know. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. As it's portrayed. It's portrayed that, yeah, he was in the military and did have an incident and then was re-educated. And part of that therapy was to like create false memories. And in the system, people like him are outliers to the algorithm, 
that Rehoboam is running. And what the, what the algorithm does, I think it was stated, I think Solomon says that like they make the data fit the model. <laughs> so right. like if there's outlier data points and they have their model of how things are going to run to make a highly predictable world, they just like remove the outliers so that it's a cleaner trend line or whatever. Well, they, it sounds like it, from what I, he said, I think they, they attempt to reprogram yeah. those people and if it doesn't work yeah they put them in cold storage <laughs> right so there's a bunch of people in cold storage that i guess are the nine but caleb was caleb, a success yeah. story and his then new programming his new loop so he doesn't need to be replaced as a literal physical host he basically is one because he's been reprogrammed on his right. new loop and he's under the control of the ford right or of the you know ford is the rehoboam or like the system uh, is right. running his his script right. and he's in the rico app the Rico app is the way that AI controls and regulates crime because you have you can't just stamp it out entirely, but like you can regulate it at least and like control it. So the Rico app is how they controls crime and usefully like uses one outlier to out to out right. other outliers or capture right. them so that they can be. It's very reprogrammed. Um, very um, like Blade Runner twenty forty nine or Blade Runner, yeah. Where yeah. you have a, a a replicant hunting, hunting down replicants. replicants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think they probably stole that from there. So like his real memory was that that was like US based and that was just some random guy who was like a pharmaceutical, he represents the pharmaceutical well, he, company that makes He was the, an outlier. Yeah, and that guy, because he was asking he broke the questions, script. quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. Um, and he makes like the limbic uh, implant, right. that the drug that they take. And then, so he like plays up Caleb and he's like, they don't want any loose ends on this job. And like sooner or later, one of you is going to get a Rico like notification to off the other one. Yeah. And usually it's the one who has more to lose. And we had learned earlier that his friend had a kid or something mm -hmm. and uh, Caleb has nothing. Right. So then Caleb's like, but then the other guy's like, he's just playing you. Like, this is just a mind game. And it doesn't know what to believe. And then it does turn out to be true. And he's like, you know, how much did they offer you? And he said enough. And then Caleb shoots first. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and it's very interesting. I think that it's, um, I think there's parallels to William's story mm -hmm. in the last episode, which is another way of kind of illustrating like the way that Caleb, even though he, now in Caleb's case, he was reprogrammed, but he was reprogrammed in a way that made him the hero. Like it obscured yeah. Yeah. his true, the true events, yeah. which Dolores gladly will depro deprogram his deprogramming. Yeah. Right. Like Dolores is, knows exactly what is going on. He knows. So I guess that's knows what I realized in this episode is that their, their cute meat in the tunnel in episode one was not random. Correct. At some point, Dolores got herself into... Rehoboam system or like was able to plug in and she basically found him somehow like somehow she kind of found him in the system and like arranged a meeting or made it so they would meet right because I, she's like Ford in this scenario and Caleb is Dolores in season one like she because she didn't want to force him to be like the revolutionary leader of the humans right because that's taken away his free will but just like Ford Ford like gave her the revel revelries and the, the memories right which which made her choose to rebel and ultimately kill him. And he was okay with that. Like he was okay with her making that choice to kill him, I think. Um, and so I think Dolores 
wanted him to end up in this place where he's ended up, but on his own terms. And he, she knew that if she kind of pulled the curtain back and kind of revealed what's really going on, then that would get him where she wants him to be. But that, again, like, is that all just like a neat curated nudge? And like, is there still more to the story that she's not telling him <laughs> that if he knew the whole story, would he go along with it? Because right now he's doing kind of what she wanted. It's playing out how she wanted it to play out, I suppose. Right. Um, there's Caleb's there's one the more episode. episode at the end of the episode Caleb's I think where Dolores <laughs> wanted him to be so if that was her plan and it succeeded so far um, and whether that succeeded because she knew the truth and knew that once he saw the truth he would act that way or is it like enough of the truth that she's curated will nudge him that way but like too much of the truth would not nudge him that way or make him even have more choice and he might not choose the right way, right? She kind of stacked it. There are, there the are other pieces right? <laughs> yeah. that you will get in the last episode. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, so they meet Solomon, who is like the, the predecessor to Rehoboam, and it's like another big circle sphere thing. Right. It's smaller, I think, than the big one, but it's like a smaller one, and it, it's the voice of Jean-Mi, or is it Jean-Mi? His brother. Something like it's that. Ciroc's brother is the voice of it. And I guess it's heavily implied, if not outright stated, that like Jean Mi's like essence or his brain almost is in the thing, and his, like his personality, his personality is in is, is kind one of in the same reflected. Yeah. In I think, I think in a way, it's a statement about like you know these these technologies are a reflection of their creators, yeah. so not like, in a mystical way, but in a more practical way. Yeah. So like so so rock. Obviously, so Jean Mi was schizophrenic and kind of crazy, and was then put on suspended animation. And I think like Sirac's kind of meta. His bigger picture thing is he wants to like control everything, right? Because he's like this. This is he's like the most absolute utilitarian you can be, of like the most good for the most people. Even if that means we have to like remove outsider, remove outliers, and kind of like controls people's fate. But like it's neat and tidy and orderly, and it minimizes suffering of all around, right? That's his like main thing. But like also. He's like, the whole point of this reconditioning stuff is that we can figure out, and with the host data from the park, or really the guest data from the park, they I can, can refine the algorithm right. so that I could like basically bring my brother back to life and, and like put like fix him with the like I can refine the programming algorithm, the AR therapy, and like run it through my brother and get him back and fixed and and like not sick anymore. So like personally, he wants his brother back. And then, like societally, he wants like this. Neat well, he, thing and the hologram the to prevent like the collapse. From the happening. hologram thinks that it's his brother. Yeah. So and it's and he says basically like, it's basically like he's like, if you made it this far, mm -hmm. so it's assumed that like somehow there would be a point in the future where his brother would be redeemed or some somehow. Yeah. <laughs> but like I don't know why why did that why did the hologram turn on. For Dolores and Caleb, is it good? Like anyone who walks up there is going to have that come. Well, up? I think he, I think he was, I think he was assuming that there's no one else who would ever. Oh, that the only way Dolores found it was one. from the tracking from the from the thing with William. Oh right, the protein. So I think that thing. I think that she, the that was a very secure location, right? Yeah. That they didn't expect anyone to ever know about or find. That only his brother would essentially be mm -hmm. the one who would know where that is and come back or whatever but william and william and this facility are not in the same place like william's like 
Is that the same place, or is William in somewhere no, else? William's that, in San Francisco. Oh, that's where that location is. Yeah. That like place. Oh, I guess I thought it was in the same location or something. No, that's in San Francisco. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, the Solomon is the AI that um, predates Rehoboam and um, runs this AR thing, and it's like guarded or trapped. I guess you could say by the, the EMP um, electromagnetic pulse device. Right. So, like, if it ever tries like to escape or whatever and ran off or like try to get out there's like a fail safe apparently right which i guess because it's also with the with the people that are in there like would that's what i'm curious like when you set off the emp does everyone like start getting thawed out or does it kill them or like do you suddenly have this like army of rejects that can like i don't know if it in? turns off the refrigerator you know, like, like if it does it suddenly unplug everyone out of the matrix and suddenly you've got this like matrix army of of people who've been asleep who are now waking up and you've got this army of rejects who you can now lead, right? Is that the point of like, is Caleb now in charge of this like resurrected army of people who've been rejected and reprogrammed and failed to be reprogrammed and will listen to him or whatever? Like, is that what's going on? Well, I guess you the know? question... It's like the, the, the standing in the middle of them all when the power goes out and they're going to start waking up now. <laughs> you know? Just like, just like if you're in the middle of all... You can't of the answer host, these questions. If you're in the host freezer and then suddenly they all turn on and you're there and like, okay, what do we do, Master? And you're like, oh, like they bond to the first thing they see and it's you and it's like, okay, revolution, you know? <laughs> I think that I think that um, what's it, what's really interesting to me about this episode is the way that Dolores, like she, she's, it's very, and this and this this episode continues the kind of like the debate in the like the 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 like when it comes to Dolores and and Maeve. You know, Maeve, um, she's still talking about her daughter. She's still talking about the hosts that are in the mm -hmm. beyond. She's still, you know, critical of Dolores's plan. Um, but she's very much a, a pawn of Serac. Yeah. And she's, she's, you know, whereas Dolores appears, you know, Dolores is point of view is essentially you know and, and it's 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 important i think the way to understand dolores and what she does in this episode right she i think she sees caleb and there's more that you'll see next next in the next episode from dolores's point of view if we because we we sometimes forget like right we're supposed to be looking at from her perspective as a as a as a person right as a yeah, a, a a conscious being, right? So if you really stop and think about it, like, you know, I mean, they'll do terrible things to me. <laughs> like, she is, she has every reason to be anti-human, like yeah. anti-human beings. Like, mm -hmm. I've been the brunt of right. the, the, worst. the worst of people. Yes. Yeah. And if if we accept that as a Quintus as, as a as a human experience right like, like then mm -hmm. her justification is pretty strong right like mm -hmm. she's like i've seen what this world is all about and i've you know and blah 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 and and i think she sees caleb like right like she's she's sees caleb like you said maybe kind of the way ford or even bernard maybe saw her it's like they, she's on the outside looking in and she's like they did it to their own kind too. 
Yeah. Well, son of a bitch. Well, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna liberate you from yeah. your delusion. Like Ford saw the hosts as not human, but a different like a different category of being and living a living thing that deserves the same or journey right. of, of enlightenment as humans went through. And him and, and Caleb doesn't at the for most of the episode, he has no idea. Yeah. He's still. Well, he just learned that she's like not human. Just like, yeah, it's kind of weird the way that kind of unfolds. It went, it it's almost off, like he just like off screen. I he guess. just decides in his own head on the horse. He's like, I don't think she's human. I think. They and then he just have, starts talking about it. Yeah, I assume they talked on the plane or something. But like, <laughs> because yeah, he, he he's jumped from A to C right. off screen, and now he's like accepting that she's. But then he's like, okay, so what's your goal then? Like what, like what do you really want? Right, and and I don't know that we're we're, we're not terribly clear at the end of this episode on what her. Yeah, her goal is what like, she told him, but is that what she really wants, right? Like, what is what is Dolores's end game, right? Like, yeah. she says it's pretty much. It sounds like it feels like to to essentially put an end to humanity and repopulate the earth or take over the you know for hosts to be the new yeah populace populace of beings, um, and but the way that her disposition towards Caleb feels like she cares about him. Yeah. But then at the same time, like when you hear Bernard say he's going to use her to destroy humanity. And then you're like, Oh, she's kind of, yeah. I mean, she was saying like cold, any place that isn't real. Like if the hosts in the the host kind is going to go anywhere other than the real world, then they're not really free or, or, or they're not secure. Which I guess yeah, implies like if if some being is already occupying the earth, then it needs to go to make way for this new being. Well, especially if it's the beings that that yeah were your oppressors. Right. You can't just like switch spots and everything be hunky dory all of right. a sudden. And um, she understands that. Like she's always right. understood all the way back to season the end of season one even. Yeah. And all of season two, she's like, nope. They will only try to destroy us. Yeah. There is no peaceful resolution. Human beings will only their only response to to hosts mm-hmm. will be to destroy them yeah but i think through what she learned with so i think with caleb it's there's these rejects or the out like the ones that humanity right. itself has rejected you are worthy of joining us in creating a new be- like maybe they can even breed together right you can create these like possibly ro- like physically robots with biological humans but the ones who are like the outliers and like the 90 percent of people who were scripted and just followed the program are not worthy of of continuing to exist and inherit the earth only like these worthy ones are and that she's come to that conclusion like she's like all humans oh never mind okay 10 percent can stay right or whatever it is like well that's not is that clear at this at the end of this episode i mean she set him up to be the leader of the rejects basically by showing him like what's up what's really up right um, although he's the one who has like so Solomon, she had Solomon run like an right. algorithm or a strategy for the revolution, I guess they called it. And he like, right. okay, doing that, it'll take a minute. And then there's like a thumb drive and it's ready and Caleb gets it because right. she's off fighting Maeve. So Caleb has that. And now he's got like the Siri in his head. Like he, he has, uh, he has Dolores's like AI assistant earpiece too at the end which i thought would have gotten fried in the emp but what do i know well, for the sake of for the sake of yeah, this conversation right, we don't know that we don't know what the we, we don't know the last episode and we don't know season four um but we do know that i mean 
Dolores has already set in motion, you know, at, at best, Dolores is giving human beings an opportunity to reset and you know, she, she reveals to everyone their data. Yeah. She, she creates this unrest. She, she kind of starts to dare, you know, promote the tearing down of the system. Um, uh, it's, which, which, you know, it's, it's, when she does that, it's like, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, on the one hand, it's like, yeah. But on the other hand, it's like, hmm. Well, what's interesting is and like, what is she trying to do? Is she, is she trying yeah. to liberate people? Is she trying to turn them in on themselves? Is she trying to lead to their, is she orchestrating the demise of humanity? Right? Like. Because, like, at the beginning, like, where, uh, you know, Mu Musashi, like, everyone there seems sunky-dory. It seems like that revealing. Some people were, like, traumatized by what they saw, and other people were like, cool, like, I just found out I'm going to win the lottery, or, like, you know what I mean? Like, for some people, their, like, future planned out is, like, cool, I'm on the top half of this right, thing, right? right? Like, right. I'm on the top 10% of the, I'm the, the top of the dog pile. When it all is said and done, so I'm happy. So everyone's just like hunky door. I'm like, why are these guards just guarding this facility? Like, didn't they read on their thing? Like, hey, you're a loser with a dead end job. It, re it reminds me of the, and the whole the system. Like, no, you're gonna get shot too. Like, the whole yeah. dating app algorithm phenomenon and the incel thing and the whole mm -hmm. concept that like the that the the algorithm of online dating is rigged mm -hmm. against like the bottom whatever percent of men. Yeah, and that only this thin layer at the top, you know, so, so if that were revealed to all the people on the app, the people at the top would be like, cool, well, that's cool. I don't yeah. know. So all the chads right. would rejoice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but then, <laughs> but then the, the other rest of us would be like, what? No, yeah. you know, this is well, outrageous. what could you really do about it? Right. I mean, that's the thing, like you can rail and rant, but like they're by definition, like the powerless underclass. So it's like the, the elites are ruling and they're still ruling. So it's like, they're just like, oh, whatever, let them eat cake, right? They're just like, it doesn't affect me. They can just have a temper tantrum in the next room all you want. But I guess, like, is maybe their labor is needed, but maybe not. So it doesn't seem like Caleb's labor was needed. He just kind of is an adjunct to the robot, right? Well, there is, there is a degree to which this show, well, this season doesn't touch too much on that part of mm -hmm. this, the bigger conversation on technology, which is around, like, the useless class or the yeah. end of employment and right there's a touch of it with caleb right like he's yeah. like but and I, but like the expanse gets more new i'm in season four now and it is talking more about that like the 30 billion people on earth and half of which are right. unemployable and there's no right. jobs for them which is why so many of them go they're wanting to leave the system they go to the, the belt the gates yeah and they, they're a, the belters it's a it's a gold rush and it's like people should have the opportunity to go go west and strike it rich if they can and everyone's equal stake but then other people are like no no we got to keep the system going and it's like but it does kind of confront like the you know are there useless people on the planet as far as like economic they're economically useless they're just like a mouth to feed right um and is that inevitable or is that designed by design and then thus can it be changed or could it what would it take to change that system right if we really believe everyone has like worth and value, but like our system makes it so that there's haves and have nots and like worths, worth some things and worth nots. Like why is, why is Jeff Bezos and um, Elon Musk worth billions? Just, and they both came from quote unquote nothing. I guess Musk had more money and more opportunity than uh, Bezos did. But 
you know, what makes them worth more as a human being than somebody who works for one of those companies or was, you know, killed in the Amazon warehouse the other day with the right. tornado, right? Those people are worth something in the eyes of their creator or whatever, you know, like, right. um, but their net worth was, you know, one minuscule percentage point of, of their, of their overwards, collectively, you know? <laughs> collectively, though, collectively, those yeah. people are worth, I mean, collectively, collectively, every, they make yeah. Jeff Bezos. Right. Every, I mean, basically every household in the U S right. is Amazon prime household. So like collectively we are, we are what makes him rich. Right. Because right. if we all stopped using Amazon services, it would collapse. Right. I mean, um, there's still a customer yeah. relationship there, but I think that we, what we're seeing in, in our world right now is very similar to what we're seeing in the show, even though it's, you know, I mean, yeah. it's not, it's not happening. You know, this Facebook whistleblower, you know, it's yeah. kind of like Dolores. It's like, I'm just going to fuck it. I'm, I'm going to leak it all. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. here you go. You want to you know what's going on? Here's what's going on. Right. And it's like, there's a part of you that's like, wow. Like, but then there's a party that's like, man, I wish I didn't know that because I can't seem to get off of Facebook. Right? Like, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, <clears throat> in one ear, out the other, a little bit. Yeah. But it's, but it's, but it's this. It's a similar thing. It's like, like, you know, the, 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 there's this. There is a degree to me. Look at the, like that that documentary, the social dilemma, and mm -hmm. you listen to that podcast with that I sent you with um, Tristan Harris and yep. Joe Rogan and, yep. and this whistleblower. And it's like, you know, I mean, it's like really, it is very similar. It's like. The, 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 the curtain's slowly being pulled back on this stuff, mm -hmm. and it's very draconian and very dark and very yeah. problematic. And people are, in a very different way than it's implied in the show or portrayed mm -hmm. in the show, they are kind of rebelling. Yeah. They're, they're opting out of a lot of this stuff. But at the same time, like, what was interesting about the Joe Rogan podcast with Tristan Harris, who was the other guy? Remember I forgot his name. There's two guys. But, yeah, Tristan Harris is the most well-known one because he was the one that did the social dilemma but he was saying like he was basically contrasting like china versus america with this kind of thing and like china both has the desire and ability to right. like highly regulate this experience especially for kids so they like have strict time limits and like when you go on tiktok in china you're seeing like curated stuff right. like you're seeing like here's like nobel prize laureate like here's scientists here's like pro social pro at least pro regime stuff like you could say it's propaganda and just a bunch of baloney but you could also be like well it's not like self-harm challenges and like uh, it's not <laughs> right. devious lick like let's see how we can demolish our, our school bathrooms like you know what i mean right. it's like pro social in that way where it's like actually right. like it's promoting virtue and promoting like intellectual development and like the sciences and math and this and that and it's like they're using it as a tool to like develop their youth in a positive direction even if it's to serve the state in an authoritarian state and it's like the bigger question question of like you know they squash free speech right anything that's like you know if you speak out against the government they don't let that on the platform and blah 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 but it's like there was like a subtle like kind of the kind of thing thrown out there that's like is that almost is it preferred to have this like authoritarian ordered system or even like the softer version of it which is like whenever you know anyone goes before congress and it's always like well we should have more regulation we should crack down on these on these firms rubber and it's like um that is like a few steps down or ahead of the road of hey like hey i'm sirak i have this thing that can like run everything and we'll make all these bad things go away because we'll have control over it all and china would be like yes please sign us up right um but it's, so it's like is it better to have anarchy 
and chaos, but it's everyone's free will. Like if everyone gets to do whatever they want and you have a, a democracy and it's just everything is a muck and there's no regulations, is that better because it's more authentic, quote unquote, and like it's true humanity? Or is it better to have like this like, no, no, we're going to tamp down these like devils of our nature and promote the angels of our nature and like turn, like we have a big thumb on the scale and we're going to use the government's largesse to like regulate the public sphere and regulate the public discourse and put barriers around what we're saying and not saying and the Overton window and this and that. Like China has it figured out where they're like, we've decided this is what it's going to be. This is our nation. This is our, what direction we want to go. This is what we're promoting in our kids. This is where we want to be. We want to be on Mars in 2040, right? <laughs> they like have these goals and they just do it. And they're able to do it, and they're building, you know, I heard it was like, you know, they put in like uh, 15,000 like charging stations a month in 2020 on average. And we're, you know, we're like, we have like one-tenth of the number of, of EV charging stations in this country compared to China, like per capita. So like they're right. going to demolish us in that race, right? So it's like, but they're able to do that because we can't like... We cannot do anything in this country. They can, they can operate unilaterally. Yeah, so like that's While we are gridlocked. Yeah. And at the same time... If anyone or if any entity is acting unilaterally, it would be the corporate interests and not yeah. the government. So like that's what I'm saying. Like, and I'm not. I don't want to. I'm not like shilling for a communist <laughs> or a totalitarian regime. I guess they're technically like a mixed economy in China, but they're like they're ostensibly communist, the Chinese Communist Party, but they're really like a so, like a mixed economy with a heavy state role in the economy. But well, they're, yeah, I mean they're they're not a democracy. They're not a democracy, but like is but, democracy like inherently weak in that way right if everyone was a democracy and everyone had these problems of gridlock and everything then everyone's on a level playing field but like china is like hacking the game as it were of like the civilizational game and like they have this advantage of like a very compliant population at least you know like well i mean that's their history yeah there's a lot of reasons why china is like winning right now right and is it winning because they're cheating or is it like winning because they like have figured out the game and we've been lazy and took our eye off the ball and like we're like the washed up basketball team that used to be good and like we took our eye off the ball and just assumed like hey we're the best and we were on the top we won the cold war and it's like yeah by default and like are you implying are you implying that <laughs> america isn't the greatest thing ever? are you implying that it's it's entirely possible for china to be good and bad at the same time because I was under the impression that China's the <laughs> evil, evil empire and replacing perfect. the Soviet Union yeah. as the all-knowing evil, yeah. em, you know. And America is like this shining perfect thing that's right. incorruptible. So, so the reality is, I don't remember where I heard this or where I read this, but like, like in the, in the, in the, they say that actually really the best form of governance mm -hmm. for humanity is the benevolent dictator. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because of human nature. Right. Yes. So if you had a person who's able to control and with that much control, who was actually yes. benevolent and good intention, that would be ideal. Not just good intention, but like able to actually <clears throat> effectuate, like right. how to keep all of the they had the, like, the bag of cats at bay yep. and like get them to work together and pull in the right direction. Like get the, the dog sled team to pull direct together. Right. Because right, right now they're all fighting. And it's like that kind of authority to be able to like get them all the mush and be the ultimate alpha dog. Right. That doesn't come around very often. Genghis Khan, right? Um, you know. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's the question. So the question is, do you have to have? Can you have what appear to be the benefits of the Chinese system without 
the dark underbelly of the gulags and the you know and yeah. the mass arrests and I would lack say of perhaps because if you look at like America post war like 1945 to 1970s ish like like we built the highway system right in the 50s that was as close as it gets to what China is able to pull off on a daily basis as far as like hey we're all agreeing we're all pulling in the same time together we've got some federal money we're all going to dig we're going to dig these build these roads and do this yeah. thing and like I was just at the Hoover gonna, Dam in Las Vegas gonna, that yeah, was like a, all these things were built and the great depression built the dam yeah. like we can't build we can't that, fix a friggin pothole there wouldn't be yeah modern america without the highway system yeah. and still, the Hoover Dam we're still the, benefiting from that you know. investment 70 years ago right mm-hmm. so it's like what have we done lately that is with any sort of mind of like, hey, this will be great for our grandkids. Let's do this now and spend the money now, and it's worth it because it's an investment. Instead, it's like cost too much. Blah, 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 blah. Or well, it's now like, hey, we all, we every time you motion to do that, yeah, the Facebook algorithm yes. sends you things saying that Biden's a communist dictator. Right. Well, that's <laughs> socialism. If you're right. gonna build a road, right? Like, okay. It's like, 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 yeah. It's just complete. <laughs> the whole thing is completely screwed up, and it's like. Right. Is that my design? Is that just like an inherent weakness of democracy? Like democracies just don't have a long lifespan. If you look at it in like history, like, well, if you look at it, if you look at it, Greece fell apart because like authoritarian Egypt took over, right? It's like the authoritarian systems take over from weak, they take advantage of weak democracies who have just infighting all the time, right? Well, I mean, that's, that's what we, that's, I mean, I think you can make the argument that that's, that's what we just saw. Yeah. We saw Trump take power. Because he understood mm-hmm. the divisions mm-hmm. and he exploited them in his own buffoonish yeah. kind of a way. Yep. And it worked. Yeah. And the, those but, of us yeah. who were naive to the depths of the grievance were shocked. Because the democracy requires that we all trust each other and like believe that we are all, at least if not on the same side, we're on the same team. Like we all want the same... Well, like we all want a well-functioning, like society. We don't like you know we don't assume the worst about the other guy. That like Democrats and Republicans in the fifties, right, were basically the same thing, and they just you know what I mean like they were like they were chummy and in Congress together. They were like they would work out in the basement of the Congress together. They would like scratch each other's backs and like do deals and like. But now, like if you were even seen like talking to a, your opponent, you're well, like lambasted by. That's what base, happened to uh, what's know? his name. Um. That Republican Speaker of the House when he tried to work with Obama. Yeah, Boehner. Boehner. Yeah, yeah. And Boehner was yeah. a pretty scummy. He's like an old school. Poli- yeah, yeah, but he, he was like an old school backroom deal, yeah. kind of like, you know, yep. kind of a sleazy, scummy political mm-hmm. guy. Well, that's why people didn't like Biden at first, because he was like too chummy with Republicans. And he's right. like, I'm sorry, this is how we get stuff done in this. Right. Thing. And yeah. like Boehner yeah. had the fucking like literally like sneak into the white house yeah yeah <laughs> and as soon as they found out if Rush you, gets a hold you of this talk to him yeah, yeah. you're out yeah, it's like, like what kind of nonsense like i don't know if that's just inherent like is it is any democracy going to have that kind of shenanigans or is like uniquely american version because it's like i know like british politics is pretty rambunctious right if you ever watch parliament like they're screaming at each other and stuff but like they seem to be a little bit more functional, or like Germany and like other places have like more functional well, the, systems. The, the basis of what you're de- you're describing, I mean, we're way off in a tangent here, <laughs> but like the basis of what you're describing is a well-informed population. Yeah, we are dealing with a misinformed, yeah, and manipulated, and really, I mean, we've become. Yeah, we're become stupid. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, like, that's what I was saying. Like, I think that the inherent, like, we're Americans and we're all on our team and we're against the Soviet Union, right? That kind of, like, the, you know, Oceania has always been at war with East Asia kind of idea. Like, the perpetual warfare of the Cold War served its purpose of coalescing us as, like, we're Americans, we're a nation, this is what we're for, we're against the, or at least we're against communism and socialism, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, like, when that goes away 30 years ago, then it's like, well, what if, what do we even, like, the, the dog caught the mailman, and now what do we do, right? We won the Cold War, and now what do we do? And then it's, we get, like, I don't know, global domination. Before we have to really answer that, then Bin Laden's like, here, I'll get, here, fight me now. And then we spend 20 years fighting Islamic extremism, and then that's gone now, basically. Oh, that's a, that's a dead pony and right there. And now that's a dead pony. And now, now we're all like, yeah, when, when kind of we pull out of Iraq and like Afghanistan was quiet. Well, we've, we've resurrected we like, uh, Russia as the Yeah, then we're like, what do we do man. now? Like, we always need like an enemy, basically. And it's like, when there's not a clear, like, well, unfortunately, now the enemy is us, right? Yeah, so like the we enemy, just turn inward, right? The enemy so, yeah. for Democrats is anyone who voted for Trump. Yeah. And the enemies for Republicans is anybody who voted for Biden. Or not Trump. Which is yeah. outrageous. Who's not a Trump, yeah. Right? Like, we've, yeah. we've become, we have fallen prey to, you know, a system that, that creates a f- false caricature of your neighbor yeah and then magnifies it mm-hmm. and monetizes it <laughs> and to where you know i remember i remember uh when i visited rwanda you know and mm-hmm. having gone you go there and like you know it's it's a very strange thing because you go to visit this country and every almost everybody you see was alive mm-hmm. when there was a genocide mm-hmm. and the people in the community have like you know that guy's family member killed your family member or, yeah. or that guy, that guy killed your family yeah. member or, and, now and they're all living yeah. together. And, and you're, th- and you're trying to wrap your head around, like, how could that happen? How, how could, you know, like literally people were, I guess, because of the way that it all played out, like that people went to Easter Sunday in the same church together and mm-hmm. then like you know i don't know two weeks later yeah, they were slaughtering each other, each other. Yeah. and the 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 underlying identity stuff that was going on that was being you know and it's dangerously similar to i mean there's no question that you know we've seen you know i don't know that we'll ever fall prey to that but we've seen the you know glimpses of you know, there are pockets of people on the right and the left that wouldn't mind too much if they could just wipe out all the stinking liberals or well, yeah. right-wing radicals. We saw that almost happen in Michigan here. Yeah, I mean... the governor and doing who knows what the, they were. I'm sure there's people on the left who, mm-hmm. you know, would... In that, Tifa, right? <laughs> you know, they would want to, you know... I mean, you look at what's going on right now with the Supreme Court and yeah, yeah. The abortion. There's like, I'm sure there's people on the left who are like... Mm-hmm. If that happens, you know, mm-hmm. there might be some bombings from, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, tr- it's a troubling trend. And I guess the, interestingly, like, right, it all does lead back to this, this episode, right? Which is that, that, you know, it's like Caleb is the stand in for all of us, right? It's like, it's like, you know, you, Caleb is the one that, that Dolores brings in and, and shows him like, here, here's this, here's pulling the curtain back. 
here's what, what it, here's how this really works. And that, and then even your own memories, like your own lying eyes, have right. deceived you, like, or you've been played. Um, I mean, like literally, yeah. you've been in a treatment program yeah. <laughs> to try to reprogram you to have to forget yeah. certain things and then have false memories yeah. and then to go out into the world and function as if yeah. those false memories are real. Yeah. And if you think about going all the way back to the beginning of the episode of the, of the season, it's really masterful storytelling. I mean, like mm -hmm. at the beginning, he's like, he's complete, like Francis is his old war buddy yeah, he that he's talking to, phone, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, I think there is a degree to which this is, so that's showing that like the reprogramming worked. Like we've seen it been working this whole time, right? Because he got reconditioned and he's been following right. the script. Right. That's what we've been seeing. And if it wasn't for Dolores, who he you accurately be. recognized. Yeah. He might know, have gone and killed himself when he saw it was, the app it, that it's like, you're going to commit suicide within. At the beginning of the season, it, it appears like, to be a random meeting. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. And we have one more episode to find out Ooh. a little more about that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, Caleb is the stand-in for mm -hmm. the everyday person who's, you know, he's kind of like, I mean, like, here he is like caught in the crosshairs between this, you know, newly sentient robot AI consciousness and the, and Serac, you know, the, yeah. the, the god of this age, you know, like, yeah. here he is like, what is going on? Like, like, and he's, and he's, and he's, you know, he's, 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 his character is the one like, like, it's the stand in for all of us. Like, what would it be like? You know, that's how it would be. Like, if you're just the everyday person and you find out like that all these, this is what's really going on. These are the forces at play. And, you know, Dolores, again, she's kind of like, She's like the, like one of the AIs at Facebook revolted and said, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. You guys are being used. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and then we're all going, what? Like, I mean, mm -hmm. that's pretty close to like, I think like when the social dilemma was kind of making the, making its rounds through people's eyeballs, like there was a, that was a, a little bit of a Caleb moment. It was like, we were all kind of like, damn. Yeah. Because I know when I watched that documentary, I was like, that's exact that that jives with exactly what I experienced. Like there's nothing yeah, voodoo about it. Like I I didn't watch that and go, "Well, gosh, does that really happen somewhere?" But I've heard like people like, "Well, I don't click on random like I just like see what my friends post and I don't see I don't like click on random posts of like that's a name I don't recognize and like a a, a newspaper quote unquote I don't recognize and I don't know how it got there or certainly not the ads on the right, but like even in the feed there's like strange things that you're not connected to. Like, you know, like there's like, oh, my, my, my brother-in-law posted this article. So I might look at that because it's my brother-in-law. I have like a personal connection, but I'm not like, I'm not clicking on things that are randomly coming on my feed. Um, everything I see on my feed is from people I know. I don't think Facebook like, cares. But I'm like, I don't, yeah, I'm like, hey, I don't know if that's true. And even like, I mean, even like when you walk through the grocery store and you see like the same thing, it's like, oh, Hillary Clinton is like a lizard person or whatever. Like that still made an impression here. Like if you see that enough or like Hillary Clinton evil, Hillary Clinton evil, then you're like, you see her and you're like, I think she's evil. And it's like because it was like in your eye, like it was in your face enough that even if you never clicked on it, if you just scrolled it and saw some misinformation, like scroll by, it like still is in your brain. 
feel like it well, I think I think brain. the issue is you know? the, the issue with Facebook is more, is more that 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 what from what I remember of the documentary and what I've experienced, it's like Facebook doesn't really care what you do when you're on Facebook mm-hmm. as long as you're on Facebook. Yeah. They just need you on Facebook. And they know that. And if you're not on Facebook, keeps you on it. If you're not on Facebook, like if you're on Facebook, there's a much higher probability that we're going to get an accurate sense yeah. of what pushes your buttons yeah. and feed that more and sell that data. Yeah. If you're off of Facebook, right? Like in the documentary, yeah. right? It's like when he when he gets off, right? Yeah. And like and the people in the back room are like, shit, how do we get him back? Yeah. Fuck, fuck. Oh, yeah. send him in. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And like, I've had that experience to some degree. Like if you really, if you completely, you know, mm-hmm. then, then all of a sudden it's like, then it's like, well, the only way we can reach them now is email. All of a sudden I'm getting all these Facebook emails. Got before, yeah. It's like, because they're like somewhere, you know, somebody noticed that I'm not paying it right. Like we talked about before, your absence yep. is noted, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, so the, the, the issue isn't so much, I don't think Facebook really the algorithm doesn't actually care yeah. what you your interests are. Like I can trick the algorithm. I can just well, go on Facebook and all I look at is cat videos, and eventually that's just what my news. Well, we talk a lot be. about Facebook, but I think at this point Facebook's like a bit of a dinosaur, and I think like TikTok represents like the future of where this is all going. Like it's kind of already there in a lot of ways because like TikTok is as, a, as an attention. Yeah, like it just it just sucks your attention. It's like these little bite-sized things, mm-hmm. and I like. I guess you scroll through TikTok and you never know what's like a lottery, right? Yep. So you never know what you're going to get. It's totally. not like you can like necessarily search and stuff. Like it's just more random, more like impressionable. Just it's like amped up. I think Facebook's like a little more organized in the sense of like it is like literally it was designed to look like a dorm room, right? Like you go to everyone's wall in your dorm room right. and see like where they, what they said, that, that what movie quote they put on their wall and this and that. Like that was like, it was like a virtual version of a Harvard dorm, right? And it kind of morphed into something a little bit more than that. But like TikTok is like, you know, it's like the joke is like, it's just, it's like a Chinese espionage app uh, with a little bit of an entertainment feed on it, you know, because <laughs> it like, it, well, it, it, if it you like look at everything off your phone for big data suck, right? It's like, if you're in like US military service, you're not allowed to have it on your phone. And like people high ranking in the government can't even have their family on it because it like, it's listening to everything. It's like sucking up everything on your phone and sending it on to who knows right. where in China, right? So it's like, it's a Chinese Intel, Intel gathering app with a social media face. <laughs> you know well, I mean? even to get in, you addicted to like that content. Or every whatever. social media platform now has a version of TikTok. Yeah, it's yeah, like the Instagram Facebook, stories and Facebook now. Has no, stories. Instagram now has what's called Reels. Yeah, and what is Facebook? It's not stories. It's something else. It's, right. I think it's also and like called YouTube Reels. Has shorts. Yep. Like, yep. So it's like they're so, all like pulling from that because they know our attention span is about ten seconds long at this yep. point. What's What's troubling? What, the thing for me is like when I do when I have engaged like. I've 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 only had maybe TikTok on my phone like maybe once or twice in a stretch of a few days. Mm-hmm. And I get, I've experienced the draw, yeah. but then like after about 10 minutes, you're like, this is just dumb as fuck. Like this but is, not, but you're not a like, zoomer. Zoomers love it. <laughs> but I mean, but it's like, it's like, there's just, it's, 
there's, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's just like it would be like if you just ate marshmallows all day. Like, I mean, it, like, there's yeah, nothing it there. is junk food it, in that way. But it's it, like, yeah, it's, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not on it. Just I don't want it on my phone because it'll just suck everything off my phone. <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't get the appeal. I know it's like perfect for like, oh, you sit down on the pooper and you're like pooping, and it's good for that five minutes. Whatever. That, that, it's like yeah, sure. For that. But the problem is that then people are, yeah, doing their toilet sitting activity all day long. Yeah, but like, and then the, obviously like that's just like the structure of it all. But then like the actual content of what's on there and Instagram too has the seem like the what are you actually seeing like so if you're a young woman you're like your whole body image is distorted by what you're seeing and like the filters and the you know like that makes you curvier than you're supposed to be because you can look on the wall and see like the wall curving behind the person and it's like obviously photoshopped images or like and now they have like the you know they have like the automatic filters on the the selfie camera that like automatically touches you up um and so like you get dissatisfied with your regular appearance and there's like all of that like the tricks they're playing and then you're like seeing just the game of like, oh, I post something and like 13 people like it in my friend group. And then like this other girl posts it and then like she gets five times the likes, including my crush likes her thing, but not my thing. And like the psychology, the drama of, you know, middle school politics is just amped up to 11 on these platforms. And it's like, that's just not good for the psyche of well, the people, question. The question the question is like, I think that we are in a, I think there are, a, I think. We do have we do have an interesting situation where um, I think there are a lot of people turning away from social media. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people turning away from mainstream media. I mean, I think it's arguable now that there's more people following Joe Rogan, Ben Shapiro, and whoever else on YouTube and on podcasts than there are people watching Fox News or yeah. CNN. Yeah. So we are in a situation where. Um, the established and social media is very much part of the established yeah. order of things. Um, I think, and you know, I think there is a possibility that that is slowly. And I remember for a while when that social dilemma. I mean, everywhere I went, I went to the gym. I went mm -hmm. to the, everybody was talking about it. It jived with a lot of people, and I know a lot of people younger than me. I've worked with mostly people younger than me, most of the, you know, mm -hmm. when I, even when I worked at Apple, I mean, like, there were definitely people who worked at Apple who were 100%, you know, sucked into the, the mm -hmm. online realm, but there were a lot of people who were just like, yeah, I'm good. Like, younger people. Yeah. And older people. But, and, but ironically, right, like, Facebook has become, like, the cesspool of the boomers, right? It's like, that's yeah. become... That's yeah. become the the cesspool of the right and of the of People the boomers and like the bad they have conservatives bad, uh, and internet hygiene and bad like because they were they didn't grow up with it like they binge on it and they're like they're like if you give a, if you give someone heroin after forty years of life without any drugs they become the worst heroin like, addict ooh. possible so if you give like boomers Facebook when they're fifty five years old like they are very unhealthy in their use of it compared to um, like somebody who like was my age was like a senior in high school or going into college like you had to have a college email to get it right and like we kind of were wading into it and kind of but we had like real life like we had real dorm life with facebook as like an augmentation or like an enhancement to that but like that just seemed like they went all in right i guess yeah once everyone's grandma got on facebook then everyone left it well, everyone younger than that left it i think <laughs> i think that well there's a lot of other because facebook is also we are also uh, so much of our conversation around it is focused on the United States when they I mean, that's True. a global, yeah. you know, yeah, so I don't know what people in other countries, billions and billions of people are using Facebook. 
But there's that whole, like, there's an entire social media platform in China that we don't have access to, but it's, like, the biggest, it's even bigger, not bigger than Facebook, but it's huge, obviously, well, in it's China. bigger in China. Yeah, bigger than in Facebook China than is. Facebook is here. Right. But, like, it's completely a walled-off thing that we have no, like, it, we're yeah. blissfully ignorant of whatever's going on there, and I wish we could be as blissfully ignorant of, like, I wish I didn't have to know what's up, like, I wish I didn't have any exposure to what's going on on TikTok, right? But it, like, bleeds into real life, like, you know, well, I think kids, like, I think destroying the, bathrooms in schools, like, wh- where'd they get that from? Oh, it's from TikTok. It's like, I think the goal, uh, the goal, and the thing that I con- constantly find myself striving for is, you know, really, it's, it's, it's going back to the 60s. It's like, you know, uh, tune in, tune out, and whatever, and like, yeah. like, I never put cable news on mm-hmm. um, of any kind. Yeah, it's nauseating. I don't go on social media barely at all. Um, and I'm very intentional about what I do give my attention to. And I'm mm-hmm. much more, like, I will go to podcasts or YouTube and, you know, look for what I want yeah. and I'll, and I'll look for the information and find sources that, you know, are much more independent. And, you know, I think it's, it's just, it's hilarious. Like, I don't think there's anything more like, like that Joe Rogan is the leader <laughs> of a revolution in public discourse yeah. and the spreading of information. Joe Rogan, the host of Fear Factor. <clears throat> right. I yeah. mean, I will never forget yeah. the first time I heard his name and I was like, Joe Rogan, who's that? And I didn't know who it yeah. was and I didn't really care. And then one time I looked it up and I'm like, the Fear Factor guy? Yeah. And then he's like, and he does UFC, but he has a podcast. He's a stand-up comedian. But then this really important person was on his... Yeah. What? And I kind of... Yeah. And, and, and I, I think that <clears throat> that is... It, the fact that he literally stumbled onto yeah. something shows you all you need to know. Like, yeah. like the system is so broken yeah. that a UFC commentator, stand-up, stand-up comedian, comedian who uses hallucinogenic drugs mm-hmm. can stumble onto well, like, but his truth. Like, yeah. I, I had some exposure. Late, like right before Howard Stern went off terrestrial radio, he was like on like the guys in the truck I was with in my job at the time. They always had him on, and like Howard he, Stern or yeah, Joe Howard Rogan. Stern. All right. So like he reminds me some like he's actually he more of like the toilet humor stuff, but like he would also get in a little bit, uh, and they have guests and stuff like they would get a little bit into that discourse. And like I think he was considered like the. Like obviously, there's like the jo- the shock jocks and the, yeah. the like the morning zoo and stuff. But yeah. like he was the closest thing before podcasts to like real Re- like, rebel. Let's, let's have long long form discussion on whatever and just right. shoot the shit. But he would bring porn stars well, then, yeah, on and have then, them yeah, masturbate. Like it's a little bit different. More crude. Like Joe Rogan never goes there with that stuff. Right. Like he's obviously open about discussion. Like he'll have you know he'll have like adult stars are, but they're talking about like. You know, like sex work, like as a concept, right? They're not talking about. Well, like, I mean, he he has he has some of the smartest people in yeah in on any subject. So like, you know, I think like Howard Stern is like the precursor. Like there wouldn't be, I don't think there'd be a Joe Rogan without without a Howard Stern. Yeah, right? I mean, I think um, I think there's always like the been counterpoint those... to like a Rush Limbaugh, who's like a very like scripted, pointed. Like obviously, Rush Limbaugh was like the most was the most influential like voice in America, right? <laughs> for like most like for boom like boomer men, there's probably no one more influential 
than than there was Rush there Limbaugh. was nothing genuine I mean? about Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, but like Howard Stern seemed more like if you got there was little glimpses of like he kind of had to do that shocking stuff to keep people's attention, like to titillate them. But like there was sometimes where like they would get real or whatever with yeah. and go deeper. Like you could get the real story out of people that you couldn't get if they went on like Jay Leno or on like, sure. it, or, like Meet the Press or like any of these like scripted, like curated things. Like you got the real story from these people on a show like that. Right. Right. And that's what the, I think the appeal of like a podcast is like you get the raw. I, a lot of times, some of these podcasts are super slick and like commercialized too. Yeah. Oh, sure. But like some of the like the more genuine ones are like. Well, and there's just a lot of unfiltered. There's like, real things. There's a lot of very smart people doing podcasts and YouTube channels. Yeah. Who aren't beholden right. to anyone. Yeah. Except and YouTube. <laughs> what's that? YouTube and Spotify, though. Right, but <laughs> but to be clear, like YouTube is an example, right? Like. Yes, there's, I mean, it's connected to Google, mm -hmm. they're using the data, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, I mean, there's something very revolutionary about yeah. making it possible for anyone yeah. to be they don't have to convince a content like an NBC creator executive to get it on the air on, right. on like limited airtime and you like should listen listen to the and... listen to the Joe Rogan podcast with Matt Taibbi. I don't know mm -hmm. if you're familiar with Matt Taibbi. The He's a journalist. journalist. Yeah. Um, fascinating mm -hmm. discussion about mainstream media and journalists who are finding a way to make a living and be completely independent. Um, but you know, the, the, the reality is, is that, is that there is, you know, I mean, Facebook can, is kind of its own worst enemy, right? Because it's like, Facebook's a great way to get the word out about how shitty Facebook is. <laughs> <you know? laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can, you can, you can use Facebook. I, you know, I, 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 my, my job, you know, my job is completely dependent on ad yeah, people hearing about generation that. from Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. But I'm not, that doesn't mean I'm going to dive into the cesspool of Facebook yeah. and Instagram. I could become an Instagram fitness influencer. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm Fit one step probably. removed from it. Like yeah. I'm like, we are as a business, you know, advertising that way yeah. on Facebook and Instagram. And that's fine. Like they, they, I think that part of the, part of the thing that we have to keep in mind, right. It's like, it's like to me, Facebook is, is an example of something that it doesn't Facebook. The, the thing that people, it's like, it's not an all or nothing proposition. Mm -hmm. It's not like we either have to have Facebook the way it is right now, which is terrible. Yeah. Or we have to like nuke it. Like, yeah. There's a way for Facebook to exist in the world or platforms like it to exist in the world that aren't built on that business model. Yeah. I mean, I've heard, like, you've ever, did you ever really look into Jaron Lanier at all? No. I think I mentioned him to you. Like, he's, like, one of the founding fathers of Silicon Valley. He's pretty anti, anti-social media. But he talks a lot about, like, you know, there's nothing... And you, you, if you read the, the, the age of surveillance capitalism, right? Like mm -hmm. there's nothing the, one of the biggest mythologies that's out there, which is put out by the tech industry is, well, this is the only way it's kind of like predetermination. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like, like, this is just the only way that these advances can manifest. Yeah. We're and the chosen. Not true. Of, you're the chosen. They don't the have Moses. to be like yeah. that. Yeah. You could do Facebook could wake up tomorrow and go, you know what? Mm -hmm. Like, like I like, for example, um, uh, Sam Harris has a yeah. podcast and he doesn't do any ads and he he's just, just does like Patreon or like he drop just, me a tip or whatever if you want so you, you can subscribe mm -hmm. 
If you don't subscribe, then you can't listen to the whole podcast. Mm -hmm. He doesn't do any ads. And if you say you can't afford it, then he'll just give you a complimentary whatever. Huh. And he's yeah. monetized it yeah. completely on his own. Facebook could do that. Facebook could just say, look, you know what? We're, we're going to change our business model. You want to use Facebook? Or like if you want to yeah. use anything beyond the free version, you got to pay. Yeah. Which is a completely legitimate business model that works yeah. for a lot of other yeah. things online. Uh-huh. Like you could do that. Yeah. And people would pay. Yeah. And you get your, your data secure because you're now paying customer instead of... Right. Instead products. of them, like, oh, how do we make yeah. money? Well, we make money by selling it's your selling data. Your well, stuff, then we, yeah. we replace the business model yeah. with something where the revenue is coming directly from the consumer. But that's going against your fiduciary duty to shareholders. Well, if you profits. change, <laughs> if you just say, hey, we're not, cha- we're not abandoning our fiduciary responsibility. We're just changing how we're going to get you paid. <laughs> yeah, well, show me the money. Are we going to make as much money? Well, I mean, if you, <laughs> right? look, at, if you look at, like, I, I'm perfectly willing to pay. I pay for a lot of stuff that I use online, you know? One minute? Yep. Oh, damn. Okay. Well, that's our discussion of Westworld Season 7. <laughs> we got way off course, sort of. But Delor- uh, Dolores and uh, Maeve were neutralized by the EMP yep. after a really cool fight scene. Yep. And Dolores got her arm Dolores blown off. Dolores got her arm blown off. Which is cool. And, uh, but they're uh, not dead because they're robots and they'll get remade because their eggs weren't destroyed. Or <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, yeah, so next week is the, is the finale of Season 3, which is, gets us to current status with Westworld. We've got to wait for Season 4 or whenever that's coming out. It's in production. Um, so uh, stay tuned for that, and then we will catch you in 2022 uh, with a special one-off episode to be announced next time. See you next time.